so let's move seamlessly now. Sorry to interrupt your ceremony. It's nothing personal. I just want to devour your god. This is like some gravity treatment. M O L M M. What? Feels apocryphal, but I'll take it. No, it's true. Don't look it up. Don't look it up. I mean, that is made for undiscerning days. I'll just auto tune that. Put a little guitar solo at the end. Perfect. Please. All right. <laughs> Six hours later. Y'all done got digly tiny. You done got digly tiny. No. 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 Welcome to Men of Low Moral Fiber, the show that always comes up with the newest, freshest content every episode. Make sure to never repeat anything we ever talk about, like some kind of weird time loop that our listeners are stuck in that repeats, whatever we talk about and over and over, like some kind of weird time loop that would repeat over and over for our listeners. I'm your host, Ben Helms, and with me as always is my big brother and co-host, the glitches to my carefully coded dream world, the furious alk to my eye of the universe, that's plural alk there, by the way. The horny creep hiding in the dark, deep within an abandoned hotel inside a virtual world, hidden in a secret planet in an otherwise friendly universe, Jason Helms. How much of that intro was from the last Outer Wilds? Did you pull a lot of that from our last episode? It's all brand new. Or is that all new? It's all new, okay. baby. Well, I, th- I thought the time loop thing, I was like, oh, wait, did you time loop the did time loop? Did we do that? Did we do that? We, did we? That's no, good. you time looped That's it, good. but you didn't time loop time event. I don't yeah, know if yeah, I'm yeah, in yeah. a time loop right now. It's I guess a reference to our last episode uh, on this episode. Oh, this I see. Ben, 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 I'm getting scared. I hear another voice. Uh, and today in person, hey over there. Hi. I'm currently touching him. Mm. This is great. I planned for this. Uh, I'm joined by my, <laughs> I wrote, king time friend. He's <laughs> my good. king time friend. Yeah, we kings. And long time foam, Tyler Weaver who just beat the original Outer Wilds last month and just kept going and played uh, Echoes of the Eye with us. Hey, how's it going, man? Hey, great. Good to be here. Very excited. Long time, first time. Long time, second Long time? Long time, third time? Third time? Man. Long time listener, third time talker. There you go. Classics, as they always say on the radio. But yeah, we're going to get into Echoes of the Eye, which came out, I don't know, a few months ago, end of uh, 2021, October-ish, Ooh, yeah. September-ish, that something like that. Um, and it was my, or the first one, came out i don't even know dates are irre- irrelevant at this point yeah there's we a, did a bunch of research warp. for the first one i think it came out in 2019 and basically we did all the research for that and dev and stuff and it's pretty similar to this one so most of this episode is going to be about the gameplay us diving into the lore of echoes of the eye and talking all about alks alks on alks alks on alks <laughs> which is not like a cool nickname for alcoholics but could be, but not tonight. Yeah, how would you spell that since this is an audio medium? O-W-L-K-S. Alks. Mm. I, I didn't tell you guys this, but I got part of a new group because I've been spending too much time on this game. And all of us, we really love this game. Don't do it. It's called um, Alcoholics Anonymous. Mm-hmm. I couldn't say it with a straight <laughs> yeah. face. I'm so yeah. sorry. Okay, cool. I'm so Sweet. silly right now. There it is. <laughs> so silly. I'm so silly. I took my silly juice. <laughs> so yeah, we'll get into... Uh, some development. We'll talk a little bit about Echoes of the Eye and how that differentiated from the original game. Uh, then we'll talk a lot about gameplay and spoilers mm. will abound yes. mightily. We can't talk about it without spoilers. We really can't, right? Even It'd be like a very boring discussion. <laughs> Look for clues in the museum. Not there. Mm-mm. The left, other way. Left. Left. <laughs> Gotta go. End of the podcast. Uh, what's the drink? What's the song? Followed by developer spotlight, recommendation station, what we're playing next month, all that fun stuff at the end there. Which used to be like five minutes at the end of the podcast. <laughs> How and long now, is it now? now? Like an hour and a half after <laughs> the main subject. So who knows where this will go? No Corey, though. So this might be a short episode. I want to talk about this game for about three hours. Yeah, so yeah. I fair. don't know if that's going to be the case. Fair. Yes. Uh, Jason, do you want to start off with the development? I know right before we started, you said you didn't. Yeah. Um, so first off, Tyler, you said you want to talk about this game. Interesting. For like three hours. But I've got to be clear. We're not talking about Outer, Wild, Outer Wilds. Oh, yeah. 
Correct. We're just talking about uh, the DLC. It's not a complete game. I don't know how you would think that, except that it's almost exactly the same length as the first game. Oh, it's yeah. really Which, big. It's huge. Yeah, it is. Yes. It's crazy. I love it. It I really feels it. like a sequel. Yes, I do. Agreed. Like a four dollar sequel. Yeah, four dollars. I got it like on sale. It was awesome. Oh, nice I, work. I, so I bought it for PS Five. Oh, and then I realized I played the original game on oh, Xbox. No, so I paid thirty dollars for this game, <laughs> for this DLC. It went to a good cause, and that's what it I did. like. Alex Beecham and the Mobius Gang. Right, take my money. We like take Please. my money, make yes. more cool stuff. That's yes. honestly, I'm in for that. Yeah, exactly. So, so we're gonna talk pretty spoiler free for a bit. Yeah, and don't worry, we will warn you. But don't worry, there will be tons of spoilers. We are going to get into it. But yeah, first, starting with development. And Ben, you listened to a whole podcast about the development. I had a lot of tough time. A lot of tough time. I had a wow. tough time. Big tough time? Big tough time. I had a tough time finding anything about the development because Alex Beecham, the creator, or one of the creators, actually wouldn't talk about it when it first came out because he wanted to retain the secret, which is kind of cool. Mm, he's so secretive. Uh, yeah, I listened to a, a great podcast, which we'll actually link to, uh, from the No Clip podcast. And it, it was an interview from November few months ago with Alex Beecham and Lone Verno, who were two of the developers. Alex Beecham was kind of the person who, if you remember, actually, Tyler, you just listened to our original podcast. I did. You're the expert now. It's been a couple years for us. Alex Beecham, this was his like senior thesis. This is, I think it was a Stanford master's thesis. Okay. I know it, it, like, it was one of those games. What, they had another game like this that we played recently, I thought, that was, uh, it won a bunch of awards just as like a preview at E3 and like, all along the way, just like the development was winning awards somehow. And then it finally came out, won a bunch of like Game of the Year awards in I think 2019. Uh, and then this came out. And yeah, like Jason said, this is within the world, the same world. You just open up the same game. It's DLC. And it's almost as big and as like all consuming, time consuming, I guess, as the original game and the original plot was, which is kind of crazy. But yeah, getting into development, a lot of the resources and components of the DLC were actually a, supposed to be a part of the original game, and actually, the, I think you sent me a link, actually, of a, a bunch of pieces of Echoes of the Eye being found in the original source code, right? So there was yeah. a lot of overlap. Oh, wow. Well, I think Did you like, tell Tyler about this? Because this is wild. Can we no, no, just, like, say this real quick? Okay, this is cool. Yeah. saw a Reddit post today where somebody said, hey, here's two Reddit posts from two years ago where people data mined Outer Wilds and basically found, like, a quarter of Echoes of the Eye. Wow. Like, a lot of the plot points. But you can't oh. put it together from what you read there. So the things they said two years ago... Were, and these were two separate people who, who did it awesome. and posted separately. And they were like, yeah, it seems like um, there's some kind of mechanic where there's a fire, but I think you can you can turn it on or turn it off, and it does things when you turn it on and turn it off. Wow. Also, um, there's a lot of references to ghosts, and wow. it feels like maybe it's a horror thing that's yeah. happening in here. Yes. It does feel that way, yes. Oh, God. And that's great. And references to a simulation and an invisible planet. No. Yeah. That's out of and Invisible Planet was actually one of their original stretch goals, which they didn't make. Yes. But that was yeah, which that was, the was a core yeah. idea, right? That yep. Invisible Planet right. way back mm. in the day. Uh, so yeah, basically they like with a lot of artistic endeavors, a lot of video games. There's just a release date where you just have to stop making the game, and a lot of times that's where you get glitches and patches for the next few months come out to, to kind of fix those, and then DLC would come out later, which is what happened with with this game as well, and except they were able to take some of those unfinished things and make them into this full, basically fully fledged game, this DLC Echoes of the Eye, uh, which came out a few months ago, but it was like they came out with the game and then kept working on it for two years and then came out with this next step in the game. And I kind of hope that they just keep doing this every two years. Yeah. No word yet on what they're doing, but like I'd be okay with a new Outer Wilds game every two years yep. because it's, I mean, this was my favorite game of the year when it came out. This is still one of my top five games of all time. 
I, I wrote that in my notes. My my hope is yeah. they take this world that is very large and just keep adding adventures within it. Yeah. I don't need to see a new world. Give me this with yeah. all these planets and just give me new things and new puzzles to figure out. Just throw a new planet in. Every yeah, time. how they create these puzzles is <laughs> yeah. so fun. I mean, they do yeah. such an amazing job of it. I'm in for that. Yeah, that sounds great. I hope for that. And you know that if they, let's say they added a new planet, right? And that's the way the next one comes into it. Yeah. They will find even more ways to unite it to the original story. Absolutely. Yes. Right. It'll be, it will feel like it should have been there all along. It's clear that the original game was leading towards this, right? Which you feel totally. with all of this one. It's amazing. Totally. It really yes. is incredible. One quick correction. Alex Beecham went to the University of Southern California. I will not Thank stand you. for Trojan right. Generation. USC, not Stanford. Trojan My bad. Racer, yeah. Sorry, Alex, if you're listening. Uh, what else? I guess uh, as far as the the development, once we start getting into spoilers, because a lot of them have to do with like specific actions you can do in the game that I'll bring up and talk about Alex and Lone talking about that. Yeah. Um, but as far as development, it's pretty straightforward. They just kept doing what they were doing and working for Mobius and, and kind of, it seems like in the last two years, Mobius hired a lot more people, become a much more structured company. And I, cause in doing the research two years ago, it did seem much more like it's Alex and he named himself Mobius Games, I guess, or Mobius Interactive, whatever it's called. Uh, and now it's like a dozen or dozens of people and there's a founder and an owner and investors and all these other people working on it, which is cool. Yeah, especially when you compare it to his thesis, right? Yeah. And you look back at the original footage of that, it just looks like Outer Wilds. Like it's there. Yeah. It's, it's so just not as good quality. And, yep. It's like the graphics are better now. So it's amazing how much of it you know, really was his, but that doesn't mean it was only him. And he's pretty good about making that clear, which is cool. Uh, I will say that internally they referred to the Alks as ghost birds. Ghost birds. Internally, so, as in their own so notes? Real quick. Like they, I think they still call them that. No, maybe we've gone too far for this, but <laughs> Do we have we told anybody already? about what's happening at all in this game? No, no. Brent's no. so confused right now. So and this just, is good. The only thing Brent's liked so far was the USC stuff. Yeah, so, like, oh, so let's back up. I'm here for you, Brent. <laughs> Tyler, did you want to get that point in real quick uh, that you were going to make that before I interrupted you? I mean, I could make it later, but I think in my experience in this downloadable content, it was less, here are the names of these places, here are the names of these things you're yes. doing, like the original game. So what I've discovered in talking to you guys briefly is we all have our own names for these different components within this downloadable content. Yes. So I think, I guess maybe as a, hey, while we're talking, listener, know that we may be describing it in all different ways, but we'll get there together probably. Yeah, That's yeah. a really good point because one of the differences is all of the things in Outer Wilds are named. Yep. Right? The people on that planet, they share a name. It can go into the ship's log. The people are, the planets are named, all that. With a name, right? All of the names in this are descriptive. Correct. Right? And so there are names that you get for these areas, but they're they're clearly just the names that you are getting. For example, Alks? I didn't see that at all in the game. It's not in, no, it's not in the game. Yeah. Did you make that up, Jason? No. No, I just saw people Reddit? people use that term online. So that one guy, Alks were furious. <laughs> Alks were furious. Right. I saw it on Reddit. Yeah. The Alks were furious. Shout out to that guy, to the lore explorer. I watched all your videos. I didn't watch all your I videos. I see how they got there, yes. Yeah. Oh, for sure. No, the, the first time I saw the it, I was like, that's brilliant. Alks okay. So were furious. Yeah, don't don't you worry. That's my quote, because there are no quotes in this game. <laughs> oh, <amazing>. So <laughs> in this Not game. <laughs> when you when you extinguish the lights. Yeah, oh, God. How about that one? Yeah, that sound. Bone breaking. Oof, ouch, my bones. How about if you don't have a lantern? How about that? (sighs) 
Which, which, by the way, Jay, quick, quick aside, we can cut this, cut this one out. That happened for me the first time last night, by the way. Yeah. Yes. And we'll get into that more detail. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But you were like, out Josh, my bones, like you sent me. And I was like, ha ha, that's funny, Jason. I don't know what that means. And then I, I was like, oh, that's what he sent me yesterday. Okay, got it. All right. Do we want to start getting into like lore yeah. and gameplay and spoilers? We'll lore, and just, let's get into this game tell yeah, you what it is. You do. Let's not and spend. And then there's some things called the Elks, maybe. Let's not spend 20 minutes describing nope. the game. Because if you're this far, you know the game. But we can kind of give an overview for, for the non-players. We're going to go real light spoilers right now. Cool. Right? Things you will figure out very naturally during the course of the game. These are not big surprises. So the original game, you can listen to our whole pod about it, but uh, it's a kind of clockwork solar system, and you jump around at solving puzzles with your ship. Okay, we'll get into a lot more lore than that as we go forward. In this one, the DLC for it, you find out in the DLC, it says, uh, hey, there's a new exhibit in the museum, and the exhibit just tells you that uh, there's a cool place where you can see photos from a satellite. Now, if you go out to the place to see the photos, suddenly you figure out that sometimes, sometimes, there's a hidden planet. You follow the clues, you get to a hidden planet, and you discover this magical satellite within the solar system, this clockwork solar system, that has all of the mysteries of this new game within it. And Ben, the first thing I told you when you started playing it was, because this is feeling that the world is so small. Yeah. Mm-hmm. After, after exploring an entire solar system, now you spend the entire time on a single satellite. It, yeah, it does seem like, oh, I guess it's just DLC. Like, it's just this, like, one little world. It's a little river. Yep. I, I just said, everything here is bigger on the inside. And you're just going to keep going inside. And I think that's the kind of non-spoiler version that we can give right now. Mm-hmm. And I, can I say by that, I thought yeah. what you meant was... I was like, oh, cool, maybe I'm going to open a door and there's going to be like a whole universe in the door and that could be cool. Right. Uh, and there'd be like a Psychonauts type thing, right? Where it's just like, oh, it's a mirror that you walk through and it's like five whole giant levels or whatever. But then after I played for like two hours, I was like, I think Jason just meant there's a lot of slides to watch. Yeah. And yeah, like, yeah, I guess they tell stories of because a bigger world. A book <laughs> is like opening a universe. Exactly. <laughs> I'm a teacher. <laughs> the yeah. more you know. That's true. Uh, but that's not what he meant. Anyway, you discover a lost civilization that's been there for thousands of years. None of them are there anymore. But you can watch some of their cool little uh, video diaries they do. Their little TikToks. Of course, some of the TikToks <laughs> it is. are burnt in certain places yes. that seem intentional and somewhat terrifying. And as yes. you watch these TikToks, you, you find a civilization of creatures we are calling elks. Because they are eight feet tall. They have the faces of owls and they have giant antlers yeah and they're real scary real scary i avoided looking at them closely for the first while of the game because i was like no no too scary they are terrifying they are so scary and as you're watching these little tiktoks and yeah i'm sticking with that yep they seem intensely religious they seem intensely i don't know if religion is the Mm. right word but they they act as a community on one thing they have rituals they have temples of some kind liturgical i guess Yeah. yeah liturgical but also like old school cult kind of like mm-hmm, in the mm-hmm. woods you know that around a fire and they're gonna eat you like there's some real scary vibes to them and you you find out from these videos that uh hey something went wrong there and darn it you're <laughs> gonna figure it out one key component there before any spoilers is there is a giant vault that you discover it is just called the sealed vault and you watch a bunch of videos about it so just to start so you get a taste of the mystery on your first or second playthrough you're going to find the sealed vault like pretty quickly in this process. Did we mention the game starts over every 22 minutes? It does. Yeah. Kind of key. So you discover this sealed vault and it's clear from the TikToks. What? So what did each of you think was in the sealed vault that first time you found it? Tyler, I, I want to start with you because I know a little bit about Ben because I heard him do it. We're on the phone. Because you had to like pull me through every step of this game. Yeah. 
It was fun. I liked it. I thought it was, I don't know, the end of the universe of some sort. Like Me it, too. I mean, they in in the TikToks, yeah. they they like they close it with like three different chains that seem to be cult, you know, yeah. held by three different spells. Then they like bury it in this water. And I'm like, that's something bad. Okay. I don't know. Okay. I think it's somewhere in between what you and I thought, because what I thought was because it looked like an Iron Maiden, right? It's, you yep. were on the phone when I discovered that's exactly what I called it. I was like, what's the the medieval punishment thing with all the spikes on the inside? It looks kind of kind of like a human head and arm, like a cactus kind of thing. So I referred to it as the Iron Maiden. So I was like, oh, it's probably like it's a superhero that they wanted to like crush in there. It was like a person oh, who became overpowered yeah. that they had to like keep in the inside and like chained up. I, I and like it's your, so funny that, that we had different interpretations. And Tyler, I shared yours. Yeah, I was in the same spot. Sorry, sorry, what? Ty. I think I should have. I mean, I don't think I spent enough time do, looking into it. I, yeah. I think I was just like, oh, should find that. Yeah, next. Exactly. Which, clue. which, you know, part of me is like, oh, I wish I would have thought about it more. But yeah, yeah. Ben interacted with the, the videos very differently than I did. Oh. You just hear him watch them. Yeah, the slides. Oh, yeah. And I described them to, like slide by slide to you. Oh, I just yeah. went click, 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 click. And I went like two or yeah. three times through to kind of like, yep. all right, that's the oh, gist. Next. Interesting. Interesting. Yep. Maybe yep. I that's, that. that's pretty much what I did. I was like looking for clues. Ben told stories. Oh, and I have na ben, I had names for all the Alks and I, uh, yeah. Uncle Paul, uh, Uncle Paul, Uncle Peter. Yep. And <laughs> he, they're all male they're, uh, in my mind, too. What's that say about me? Right. Uh, agreed. Agreed. Interesting. Um, it says wow. that we're chauvinists. I guess yeah. so. Jeez. We're, we're so, the patriarchy. That's a better way. To yeah. It's yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. That's um, we, because I teach classes on this, I do have to say we are not the patriarchy. But we do benefit from it. Yeah, fair. But the patriarchy is bigger than any of us. Yes. It's like you teach a class on gender and video games. It's like I do. Thanks for listening. Long time listener. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so long, so long time downloader, first time listener. We're not going to say where the truth lies on that, but we had very different interpretations of these. And yeah. all these videos, all these little slideshows that you watch mm. can give different feelings. Also, there's yeah. something really cool happening just aesthetically there where you got this too that the whole thing feels like a nod to maybe like Firewatch or even Psychonauts with just like camp vibes. Right. Mm. The houses are made of wood. I the, guess it is firewatchy in that. Yeah. They're always sitting out there. But even the slideshow, right? It's it's oh, going yeah. on camping. 70s trips retro vibes in the 70s. Sure. And call. like here's all my slides from it. The Kodak um, slideshow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Elks are sure. definitely from the 70s. Yeah, I get totally. that. The the what yeah, the dress that they wear no is doubt about very, it. very woodstock. I guess it's sixties, but They're yeah. wearing it because of uh, Wicker Man, the original. Oh, bees. Can I say one thing before we get deep Please. into spoilers? Uh, something I discovered, I believe it was from the comment section of a Lore Explorer video. Lore Explorer is a YouTube video creator who has over 200 videos, maybe 180 videos, just on Outer Wilds. No. And yes. I want to watch them all. I sent right. you a couple clips. Oh, we, yeah, we, So one. we've seen it's, some clips. So that's where we got the quote, the, the Alks, Alks were furious. Furious. And they were. And so we'll keep referencing that, but I, I do want to just say like, we loved that. It was so good. We loved oh the passion God. of it. It was really fun. Yes. So yes. lore explorer, great lore, but also great energy. And ours just on Echoes of the Eye, like where it just like goes deep in. He's like, what about this building? What does this hold? What does these these secrets? And like, it's really, really well thought out and, and well edited. But in the comment section, someone pointed out that there's one Eye of the Universe, right? We talk about that in the right. original Outer Wilds. The Eye of the Universe is kind of like, it's a thing that kind of calls to people beyond the solar system we can get more into the eye later uh and so there's one eye of the universe that everyone's kind of going toward uh the alks that can look, kind of look like owls spoiler uh they have two eyes like owls the nomai have three eyes and the harthians four eyes so i'm thinking next dlc either one five or, five. or none or one 
That'd be the eye of the universe would be one. Oh, so one, two, three, four. <laughs> right there, you go. It's been twenty-two minutes. Tyler's head exploded. <laughs> Do you uh, hear that? Do you hear that song? <laughs> oh man, <laughs> we have ninety seconds to get out. <laughs> uh... Oh, can we? Yeah, let's get into spoilers now. Can we go through why? The Alks came to this solar system. Yes. And what happened when they got there? And then kind of just kind of like it's outline of like the cr the chronology of the story. How about that? Before way before we got I here. I think they did a pretty good job in the slides with that. Well, that's my understanding. It. We just want to remind each other. Yeah. And and our listener. But can you drop your spoiler song here? The one you just recorded? The brand new spoiler song? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I got I, I it's fresh off the press. I got it. Not just the normal one. Is this, too, is this uh something? Is this a Twin Sun side project? Yeah, 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 yeah. That was beautiful. Thank you. It. Tyler's gonna... Spoilers. I think actually Tyler just finished it, and so he'll send it over. It's time for a spoiler. It's time for a spoiler. It's time for a spoiler now. Here it is. <laughs> uh, God, I, love, I will also say that the soundtrack for this oh, song it's is really good. amazing. The original, I, I work along to this all the time. I'll throw it up on our, like, house... Speakers is what they're called. Speakers in the house. I was just like hanging out. Oh, it's just like mm -hmm. it's weird to be nostalgic for a game that I played. I guess. Yeah. Like it makes me feel like I'm a kid or like I'm out camping or like whatever. But like I've been in my 30s the whole time this game's been in my life. I want. Can we stop and just talk about nostalgia for games? Because uh, I experienced that too within this game or overall. Oh, just just games in general. Sure. Yeah. Then we'll get into spoilers after that. Perfect. But like wearing you know shirts and, and referencing you know games from childhood. Tyler, you've played some games along with us. What's a game you played, you know, a year or two ago with us? Uh, I mean, I played the Star Wars ones with you guys, obviously. Okay, there we go. I think I think the biggest nostalgia thing recently is I listened to your guys' sports podcast recently. Oh, thank and that there's so much nostalgia in those games. What I want to ask you, so the the Star Wars one. Midway presents. Midway presents NFL. Can you tell me? Think of a podcast, and then think or think of a, a, the game, and, and tell me what season it was when you were playing it. Oh yeah. Tell me, like, what house you Oh, yeah. Oh, I could tell you all of that. I'm totally with you, yes. And for yes. me, that's the feeling of the nostalgia around games. Is yes. it, 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 I, I get around books, too, and that's why I, I have to own books, because I want to be able to pull it off the shelf and just feel where I read it. Absolutely. Instantly. Like, the place comes back to me. Yep. I will say, and I don't, maybe this is, like, senility kicking in at age 35, 36, whatever I am, but, like, and it's also, like, the fact that I've been married and moved three times since I've been married, so I have, like, memories with Hannah where I'm, like, did that happen at this house or this house? And then also a couple of kids where I'm like, was that Olivia or was that with Talia? Like, when did that happen? That's been happening more and more with movies, games, and music. Uh, where I'm like, oh, I totally remember playing that game. Obviously, it was at this house in Dunsmere. I'm like, oh, no, it came out in 2017. I didn't live there then. But I have a very distinct memory of sitting in this chair in this house playing this game and that was impossible. Can I follow up another uh, layer of the question of this? Yeah. When you go into this nostalgia, which by, you know, roots, algia is pain of, by yeah. the way. That's yeah. not typically how we all think about well, it. Well, yeah. And do you know what the nostos is? Uh, no. The fact that the Greeks have a word for this is amazing. Yeah. I, I just heard Gosh, about this from something. I don't remember what it is. What is it? Homeward return. It's yes. coming. Oh, okay. Yes. It's, so the pain it's of homecoming pain. Is what yeah. nostalgia means. Yep, thank you. Every homecoming yeah. I went to. The crux, mm, I want to get into the Greek. The crux of the Iliad and the Odyssey is around that word. Oh, uh, yeah. Because Achilles says, I would fight, right? But I was told 
by a goddess that two fates carried me towards death. In one, I have Nastos, I've got Return Home. and the other, I've got Kleos. So from this battle, I can either go home, and Kleos, sorry, is glory, renown, right? Yeah. So I can either have a safe homeward return, or everyone can know my name, but I can't have both. Mm. And then Odysseus's entire story is about how he gets both. Oh. His homeward return is his glory. Yeah. Because Odysseus yeah. is at the same battle, and he just heads home, and the entire Odyssey is about that. And it's about him singing his own glory. Yeah. So it's, it's great. That, anyway. Tough. Nostalgia. But, but I guess the, the layer of the question with nostalgia is, in this nostalgia, when you think back, and, and maybe this is individual per game, is it a typical positive rosy picture? Like, is it a positive yeah. euphoric recall picture? I think it's usually positive, which is weird how nostalgia is pain, but I think usually it's like, oh, that really fun camping trip or that really fun game or like when Tyler visited or whatever, like it's, I would say it's, yeah, I associate nostalgia with like a fun positive. Like, oh man, things were so simple when I was back there playing exactly. the original exactly. Outer yeah. Wilds at that house. Totally. The pain yeah. is now, the joy was then. I guess, yes, exactly. Right? The, yes. The, it's the pain yes. caused by thinking about returning home. Yeah. Um, but yes, the, totally with you. But now it makes me wonder because a lot of that is um, not under your control, right? It's it's immediate kind of memories, mm. not ones that you can like reflect on. They just kind of mm. pop into you. It makes me wonder if nostalgia is not the opposite of trauma in some way because it's a similar kind of reaction with PTSD where you have, you know, uh. they're, you can't stop them. These, um, what, what's the term for thoughts that you don't want to think? Intrusive. Intrusive. Yeah, intrusive. But yeah, it wasn't the term I was looking for. Fla- I mean, flashbacks is the classic. Yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah. You can't control it, right? Triggering. Yeah, 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 right? yeah. That's the reason that people talk about triggering is we're not saying it's triggering like I'm offended. Triggering means you're in a traumatic event and literally you're back there now. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, that's something I never thought about. I apologize. But thank you, Tyler. That's, that was an interesting insight. Yeah. Beautiful. Cut all of that then. Spoiler! Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a good conversation, but you know, people would be like, and next. <laughs> so Uncle Paul, the Alp, was sitting by the river looking at his telescope, looking up at Saturn, because that's their closest planet, I guess. <laughs> I just remember that his name is Uncle Paul in your mind. Yeah. And so he looks up and all of a sudden he sees uh I guess the eye, right? He sees like this yeah. weird star, like purple star that's glowing. And the story that we're about to kind of talk to each other about and like fill in the different like gaps in knowledge about are the stories that you discover through finding slides and playing them in little slide disc players around the planet that you discover in Echoes of the Eye. Yeah. And, and, so, and you guys, you guys mentioned this in the original podcast that there's in the original podcast, there was so much text, sorry, in the oh original game, so much there was so much text yeah. in this download content. There is no text. No to oh, my knowledge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is so and, many pictures. Yep. And there are signs yeah. That your translator says, oh, can't translate. Sorry, don't know that language. I remember asking Jason, like, all right, when do I get to translate this yes. stuff? He's like, you never do. Never. I think that <laughs> saved me so much time because the first yeah. time I looked at something, I was like, oh, I can't do it yet. I, I guess, it, you know, I'm going to yep. have to discover that. In the next room, I'll discover a translator. And you're like, you never have, you never get to know what that says. I, like, I cool, had a totally right. different reaction because when I started playing, I saw it the first time there was a moment of like, oh, I wonder when I, and I just went, oh, you're fucking with me. I get it now. Nice. Yeah. Because because the last game had so much text to translate. Oh, I like I actually like puzzles. that. He's like, hey, like, you don't have to do it here, <laughs> and you don't get to. And yeah. you don't get to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's both. It's not just whether you like those or not. It's they can be annoying, but also you can't solve puzzles without them. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I guess true. what I'm saying in terms of these slides, what we're about to walk into again is similar to what you guys talked about in the original podcast. Of the, we so were much. piecing all this together individually. We we all could have taken something somewhat yeah. different. We're going to kind yeah. of color it together. Yeah, especially because there's no text. It is just pictures. It's all, I mean, with text you're interpreting too, but it's it's much more gray, like in, intentionally so, than it is just like, here's text of our history. It's just like, here's pictures of things we did from the Alks. Love Uncle Paul. Yep. So yep. they're like, oh my gosh, that blue thing looks cool. Let's 
you find out through a bunch of slides, they destroy their planet. You see them cutting down trees to build their spaceship to come to this solar system where the eye yep. of the universe is in the, yep. the solar system of, of Outer Wilds. Uh, and they get there and they look in the telescope when they get there at some point and they discover bad. This isn't the Alks were furious yet. Yeah. But the Alks were upset. They, they discover something about the eye. They started crying, it looked like. Yes. yes yeah. They were disappointed. And, and it's something that will lead to yeah. their deaths. Because what we see is a future in which they all die. And they're covered with grass. Like dissolve away, I believe. Yeah. I'm covered in grass, yeah. Yeah, oh, the skull covered in grass. That's yeah. right. Do, and do we yeah. know what that was? I'm still, after what, 50, do you want to talk about hours? I think we should just get This might it. be theories. Okay, so here's my theory that I was telling Ben. Uh, by the way, the first thing I did after being X of the Eye was go into the Outer Wilds, the general Outer Wilds. Like, yeah. I just experienced it again. Oh, and yeah. I happened yeah. across a piece of writing that I'd never seen before. And I know it because it had listed all of these as, you know, translated or translated. And I came yeah. into an area oh, yeah. I'd never seen before. It starts mm. updating my ship's log. I was like, how oh. did I find, I beat that whole game. I spent like 20 hours. How did I, in my only playthrough since then, randomly happen on the little alcove <laughs> of Brittle Hollow that I'd never been to before and learned a lot of their history, including this fact that the eye of the universe is older than the universe itself. Yep. That's yes. what drew them to it. And it didn't only draw the Alks to it. That's the story of everybody. That's the Nomai. It drew the Nomai to That's it. Right. That's right. And we don't know about the Harthians, though. We do know about them. They evolved there. Oh, so know say, this yeah, they're natural. Because they're, right. they're, you discover some cave drawings from yes. the Nomai of proto-Harthians. That's amazing. These like little lizardy creatures I love like it. on the ground with four eyes. That. That's great. I totally and missed it's that. It's great. You have to that. go underground in a There's cave. cave drawings of them. Yeah. That's, That's great. Funny. Oh my God. By the Nomai. Because that's, oh, that's, that's another thing is just to reiterate for people that played this or whatever, but or if you haven't played it, like you're discovering these two. Like the first game is you discovering and learning the story of the Nomai and yep. stopping that cycle of the the solar system exploding every 22 minutes, kind of finishing the puzzle that they left behind that they tried to solve. And then this, this one is solving or discovering the civilization and the history of the Alks and their people. But both were drawn to this exact area. Yeah. Both from yep. outside somewhere else. Yeah. Yep. To to follow this eye signal, which yep. gets into later what they do with the eye and kind of the bigger plot of, of these people. And I told Ben, I think that you actually seen two kind of outlooks on life with the Nomai and the uh, Alks. Uh, did you want to get this? I was gonna say from the lore explorer, but you say your thing first because mine is is footnoted. The- <laughs> <laughs> well, mine, mine uh, isn't an original thought, so I want to hear your original thought before I tell you what, what Dr. Lore says. The Alks and the Nomai are like two different outlooks on life. The Alks mm. are very religious, and the Nomai are very scientific. 100%. Very scientific. And the, the Alks make a religion out of it. And that's why later, when it's revealed that the eye of the universe is not only older than the universe, but will exist after the universe, in other words, the universe's death is included in it, mm. they flip out. They burn down their churches and they, yeah, they're pissed. And the Nomai, if they discovered that, they would have been like, wow, that's wild. I wonder if I can like make a giant laser with that or something, if that knowledge will help me in some way. Because uh, they're just explorers. They just want to find new things. That's all they want to do. The Nomai just love it. And so I, I think there's almost a thesis about different approaches to life in these two games. What's the, the Nietzsche full quote? Not only God is dead, but God is oh, dead. Yeah. Uh, old man running through town with a lantern and he... Uh, running into churches, he's shouting, God is dead, God is dead, and we have killed him. Which is kind of what they try to do. 
where they realize that this is drawing everyone in to kill them at the very least yep. or to draw them in to do something. And they, con they construct a device to stop the eye of the universe from emitting. We don't yes. know what that looks like and in actuality. We just know it from yep. kind of the figurative slides, I guess, what that would be. And they may have wanted to stop others from seeing it, but they also very much wanted everyone there to stop talking about the eye. They yeah. burned down their churches. Right? Yeah. It's intense. Mm. And they leave the ruins there burnt, right, for others to see. I mean, can you imagine if if all ca if all Christians, and like Protestants, Catholics, Eastern Orthodox, all of them realize, like, no, this is wrong. Scientifically proven. Then all of them, like, flip to be, like, to stop everyone else from being Christians. To be like, God's yep. dead. It's not everyone's wrong. Yep. And they're just as evangelical yep. about yep. spreading the word as they are about stopping the word. That's kind of what it felt like. It was like yeah. they were mm. just as religious, but yep, against just as religion. Yeah. Or yep. just as zealous. Yes, exactly. Yep. Uh, I think they were also trying to contain the eye almost so they didn't have to hear it. Mm. Hear right. it? Well, however they detected it in the first place. Oh, so maybe more ignoring right. it. Right. Like, yeah, yeah it's not exactly. talking about it. That's fine. And maybe any future Alex might get ideas or whatever. Yeah. It had to be erased. So we can get in there with one guy. Oh, no, no. I guess we're not there because because they're in this universe. They destroyed their home to get to this universe. This, this solar system and they're like well I miss home Uncle Paul Uncle Peter sitting on their porch they there's no God anymore or whatever they hate this God, eye God is dead discovered. let's make TV That's, so they're like you know what's cool I heard about this kid at the mall talking about this virtual reality machine let's make one of those we can charge them eight bucks and we'll charge whatever we want well, people remember will pay whatever we, oh sorry remember how scared you got with that vision about you dying what if you never had to die Never have to die. Yep, exactly. So you can VR upload. Can this is this is just the metaverse. What yeah. is what they created? This is a Black Mirror episode. Man. Yes, this is what reality. Is. This is Zuckerberg. basically uh, this is what an NFT is. So uh, <laughs> if a woman ever asks you, or if you just think a woman white might want to know what an NFT is, you go up and you explain it to her just like we said, and just hope the server never shuts down because then all your money's gone. So hashtag sarcasm so much. Go. Oh my god. So what they did was they created a virtual homeworld with uh, like all the same trees, all the same environment, their old homes, their pictures of their grandparents, whatever it might be. Uh, and they what they would do is they they a bunch of experiments. They would they had this lantern that they make where they put the where'd the green fire come from? That's a great question. Uh, I don't know. I feel no, like yeah. there's a slide for that. Probably, I missed it though. Uh, but yeah, they have this green fire. Man, I feel like we got to know the answer to that. It seems important. Right? They, they even went into the lore of like, which, how the artifact worked, because they tried three different things for the artifact yes. yeah. and they found one <laughs> yes. that worked. Yeah. One, wait, wait, Tyler, did you try the second one? The little like lantern looking one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah nothing happened. And me? No. Maybe I missed it. Incorrect. What happened? <laughs> In the happened? podcast I listened to, the host tried it a dozen times. And ours happened. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so you you find uh, these three artifacts, right? Or examples of three artifacts. Um, oh, and oh. No, the lantern didn't do anything. The lantern didn't the do anything. The second yes. one, the room blew up. There's like a hole yes, in the wall. Yes, there's yes, a hole yes, in the planet. Right? There's, there's a hole in the planet. In the there's a hole breach that allows yeah. you to solve puzzles yep. caused by option two. And option three, I didn't put VR. that together. I didn't put that together. So, so what's the first thing I do? Well, I go try the VR one. What's the second thing I do? Let's see what the second one does. What's I mean, I know what it does. I got it from a room that was blown up. Right. Wait, it's sitting there in the room? Where's even the second one it's at? In it's it's like chest. right next to it. Yeah, oh it's in the chest. In the, yeah, in it's the in the chest room. off to the right. You tried it. Yeah. 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 So I, I go over there and I, I got a trophy and it was something about you have to try everything once or you know, experiment, experiment, experiment. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, you just blow up. 
Oh, that's great. You explode. That's great. Now, this is this will be coming later into gameplay, but I actually I'm remembering why I tried all this stuff. I tried my different way into going into this world because I thought that was the only way to do it. Oh, yeah, yeah. So let's get into that because I did ask you. Oh, you're, I, I think one of the first times we played, we, we both played like, I don't know, seven to ten hours. Well, do you want to finish lore? Or do you want to get into this? Yeah, yeah, we'll come back to this. Okay, so lore. At one point, they they all decide, hey, let's just all fall asleep and be in this world all the time. And I, I think Lore Explorer kind of explained in a way that was like they probably were sleeping like or they were in this world like 20 hours a day and they would only come up to like eat and go to the bathroom or whatever, or, like occasionally fish or play music. But like they were in this world, like they had like standing desks or beds or whatever. They would they, like, sit at little perches for Classic their Classic Ready Player One. Exactly, right? Yeah, they had their, like, virtual suits that they would wear for their the book, not the movie, by the way. Uh, and they would... And one guy eventually woke up and he's like, you know what, this is bullshit. We're living in this fake world, denying this eye thing, denying people, creatures from other universes to be able to see this. Woke up, pressed a button, which apparently, it's just a button, and uncovered whatever collapsible thing they had around the universe yep. for a few seconds as he presses the button a couple elk buddies all the other elks come up behind him and how do you think they felt uh, jason yeah. how, how they feel how they feel the, the elks, elks were furious they took the guy they not only put him in the iron maiden or i guess like in a in a room under the iron maiden i you don't find even, later no, yeah. no yeah yep within Prob- in, in that world i no in that world there's a fire in front of it there's a reason there's a fire in front of it. He's literally in that. There's an Iron Maiden, right? A tiny Iron Maiden and a big one. Yeah. The big one is three stories tall. The the uh, small one is a coffin sized for an elk. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they put him in there holding the artifact. He's literally in a coffin. Yeah. Really. But they made it worse because they couldn't trap him for all eternity by killing him. Mm-hmm. They couldn't trap him for all eternity if they put him in a coffin. But if they light that candle first and then put him in. Yeah. Then he will have to live forever. And put his virtual body within. And in his virtual yeah. body, we have constructed a prison. Which is a room. Yeah. Just like a singular room with a telescope. Yep. You know what the telescope's pointing at? His home. His Saturn home. Yeah. His home with rings that they destroyed. Just a rough sentence for a guy that just turned off their little thing. So then also, right after that, there's slides of them burning the whole mechanism to be able to uncover the eye. Uh, so no one can ever do that again. And the Nomai sense yes. the signal, warp immediately as quick as they, they have can. black hole and, technology. Yep, to get to our solar system. And when they get there, first off, they crash, and yeah, they, they're right. scattered to the winds, and they create different uh, cultures and civilizations on their different planets, and then reunite. And the Nomai then figure out they need to like tune into the eye again, but they can't sense it anywhere. Yes, that. That one slide reel gave me so much backstory from the original game. It was amazing because that puts everything in time frame where, I mean, this guy turned off the protection of the eye. They send out like seven waves of signal. Then they, you know, be furious and hurt him. Those seven waves are the original origin of everything with the Nomai from the original game. And that's why there's all this all this text of saying it stopped producing the signal. I don't know why. It was the Alks. Dude. And that you, that's the that's not the slide, but I guess it's the like projector. I don't know what they call it. The it, communication the device, yeah. the, wand, the thought projector, the wand. That, yeah, whatever. this is like this is your second to last thing you do before the game. Right, goes. that you show. So you throughout the game, you discover the prisoner. The prisoner like shows you what happened to him, basically, or with, her. A, with a thought projector. 
with a thought projector, and then you do. He gives it to you. You thought project exactly what what Tyler and Jason said to kind of connect all those dots between the two games. I love it. Exactly. He he connects the dots on what all is going on in this world, and you connect the dots on why all that matters. Right, the entire universe, everything that's happened since he was there. I love that you include in that finale you as a kid learning about the Nomad. Yes, yeah. it's what made you want to become an astronaut. Going through the museum and all that was so good. My four-year-old tells everybody she wants to be an astronaut, and I showed her that section. And like, that's awesome. I started crying as I said, and then, and she wanted to be an astronaut, and she became one, and then like, totally got awesome. teary. Oh, my, oh god. my god! And then you, they, the prisoner leaves. You leave too. My guess is just there wasn't enough room for two people on the elevator. And you get up there. There's a thought projector there. The thought projector is like, it's a little pickup line, basically like, hey, what if we uh, went over on the raft and just we floated down the river and wa- watched the sunrise together? Oh, together, yeah, two from- civilizations separated by hundreds of thousands of years. Yeah, but you Love can't because you're both dead. But you're both virtually there. Tough and stuck in an eternal 22 minute loop. Yeah, but it's fine. Also, apparently, the, I, the footsteps go directly into the water. In the interview I listened to with, uh, oh, with Beecham, he's like, yeah, that's the first thing we're going to change. We've already changed it in the next Good. patch. It's because we've gotten so many complaints from people being like, okay, so I walked into the water. I can't find the prisoner anywhere. Oh, like, no. I was- all they wanted, I think I think we all got it for the most part. It was like, we there was some finality to that, but I think a yeah. lot of people thought it was a clue. saw that as like much more open-ended. Because there's no credits. Because it's like part go, of the Like, go game. find him? Like, go find him. Oh, yeah. wow. Because I, I think I was on the phone with you, Jason. I called you yeah. right after to be like, I wasn't sure. I called you to be like, is this the end? Like, where'd he go? Yeah. I followed his footsteps. Do I go down the raft? And you're like, no, we're done here. Well, I never I never noticed the footsteps. And it also makes me sad of he didn't get in the raft. Yeah. That was right next to it. No, he just went to he committed his suicide. virtual life. He just oh, ended. He, done. he doesn't even know because you didn't tell him about the world ending, I don't think. You're going to let him live out because you know in that moment. Like, Shoot, why tell him the world's going to end in 10 minutes? But his physical body has been dead for 100,000 years. No. Yeah. I'm saying... He thinks he has eternal life. So if he kills himself... And he kills himself. Oh, no. That's dark. Like, he didn't know that the world is ending. So what happens? So he's gone. So if he kills himself to... so But he wouldn't do that because he wouldn't think he could wake but up, But he's right? gone anyway. No, no, no. That's that's what I mean. He knows that he's killing himself. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah because yeah. you told him that it's been thousands of years since then. Yeah, he knows yeah, yeah, he's yeah. dead. Okay. He knows I thought exactly it was like, what he's doing. I was in this prison of eternity... Let me go now. That's it. Got yeah. It. He couldn't kill himself before. Yeah. But it's it's immediate. There is no hesitation. It's not like, oh, my friends are still here. Yeah, it's, yeah. I need to end it now. There yeah. is no hesitation. I've been waiting a thousand years to do this. God, that room probably smells so bad. So bad. Man. Virtually. I mean, do you virtually defecate? Oh, good point. Good point. I forgot that was the virtual world for a second. Yeah. All right. So let's get into our gameplay. It's been like let's three hours it. already. Um, oh, my God. I'm so excited to talk about this part. There's three secrets, three techniques, three keys to one lock, you know, however you want to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Which is the lock is the three locks on the Iron Maiden, uh, which you don't really know what's in there yet. But yeah, there's a lot to this game we will not cover. I I think it would be interesting to find out how the three of us figured out those three techniques. Yeah. Let's talk through the three techniques. We're going to get complete spoiler now. Yeah. This one, I mean, that was already the end of the game. We told you that was just the story. You're right. This is actual like how you beat the game. Yeah. 
you will not enjoy the game if we tell you this. Yeah. If yeah, you yeah. decide to go play it later. I mean, because I would argue it. This is you the puzzle you're trying to figure out. The story we just told you is part of the payoff of beating the it's, game. Yeah. So if you just true. listen to that, then go play it's it. It's a bummer. Yeah. All right. Still enjoyable. Though. Can we just tell people what the three techniques are real quick? Because I think we're going to get into specifics. Yes. Yeah. That way we're not talking around it. Yeah. So the three techniques are, uh, first off, so you, you in this game, you get transported into a virtual world and you have this artifact that facilitates that. And it looks like a lantern, basically, with kind of a nozzle on the front. Uh, we'll get into the nozzle later. But the first technique is when you figure out that it's a virtual world and you figure out a secret that tells you that the virtual world is kind of kept up by the lantern. So imagine, you know, a, just a very generic map in a video game and it has no textures on it. And the lantern supplies all the textures because you don't need to build the textures on every single wall. It would, you know, break the processor. By the way, this is called ray casting. So uh, you learn the principle of ray casting. So then you guess, okay, wait a second. What if I put the lantern down and walk away? And if you do that and you walk far enough away, say 30 feet, suddenly you can see the entire architecture of the world. It lights up like the Matrix. Um, and that will help you solve puzzles. Literally looks like the Matrix. It is great. And then your lantern actually provides an obstacle because whenever you accidentally oh walk God, inside right? its circle, you're back in a terrifying dark world of hate. And you can't see past it. Like, it, that sucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guys, this game's scary. It's scary. Right. Have we emphasized that enough Technique yet? Technique number two. We haven't even talked about how scary it is oh at all. God. Guys, it's so scary. Yeah, it's scary. All right. Technique well, two. Can we get to the nozzle between these techniques? Because I, I feel like we should have actually said what that is because so much of the fear is in that. The little thing right. on the front, you can focus your lantern. Oh, yeah. And then it's like a flashlight somewhere. But that means you can't see anything next to you. Yeah. It's a Blair Witch flashlight shot. Yeah. So that that builds and you're completely going through a dark space, often where there are no lights. And, and a lot of noises. Eventually, there's a lot of noises made by elks, ghost elks who are trying to murder you. So the two ways you can end it is if you've got a lantern, they blow it out. Boom. Lantern's gone. You wake up in reality. Still creepy, though. If it's terrifying. It looks like they're murdering you. Because yep. they hold you up, they rear back, and they go, <gasps> bare their awful elk teeth, and then say, Whew. They have so many teeth. It's scary. It is. The second way is what if you didn't have your lantern on you, and you, like an idiot, walk into an elk who can't even see you because you're God right now. Yeah. Um, well, then he grabs you and breaks your neck. Yeah. Oof. Ouch. My butt. Just snaps it. It's fantastic. <gasps> Technique two. Technique number two. We discover through uh, one of the slides that if between these different regions in this dream world, virtual world, uh, you're on a raft, right? That's how you connect through these different uh, lands. If you, in, in the three second loading time between these different levels... Uh, if you jump off the raft into the water, I don't even know what this place is. You go to this underworld. You glitch out, right? You glitch through a wall. Yeah, yeah. And you go to this place where you can, I guess, I don't know what the purpose of this is. Or maybe this is just a byproduct. This is kind of like the god mode, the debug mode. Yep. Uh, but you can kind of see underneath each of the different lands, right? Yep. And so one of the places you can see underneath is the Iron Maiden, and that's where you can kind of, that's where you beat the game. Yep. Um, but it, you connect all of these three techniques at that place to uh, kind of uncover the prisoner in, in Iron Maiden. Yep. And then the third technique. And then the third technique, and, and let me back up for a second. You learn all these techniques in each of kind of these little sub-levels within, and you learn them almost by having to figure out a way around these techniques. And then as soon as you get this kind of reward of a slide to explain yeah. it, then you're like, wow, I could have done that puzzle so much yes. easier with yes. this. Yep. Or if you're very lucky, like I did, yeah, you stumble upon one of these techniques very early. So one of the techniques, the third technique, is instead of going to sleep into this virtual world, which is kind of the classic way they show you how to do this, 
If that's the case and you're falling asleep, there are alarms set up throughout the world and they'll go ding, 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 ding. And then you get woken up out of this virtual world. You're like, whoa, why did that wake me up? You realize there's an actual alarm IRL in the room you're sleeping at and that brought you out of being awake. You learn that you can go and basically jump in the fire and end your physical life, including your audible sense of what's around you. And so when you're in this virtual world and the alarm goes off, you don't hear anything and you get to continue on your merry way through those little caverns. Yeah, you don't hear anything because you're dead. Because right. you're dead. Because you're, <laughs> you're dead. And so you, your ears don't work anymore. And if you've played this game before, you know that, you know, you'll get to these things. You have these like plans of what you're going to do. And then you end up being like, oh, I screwed that up or I ran out of time. And then you have to wait 22 minutes until you reset. Because in at least in the game that I play, I can't push start restart. I have to literally go kill he myself. Can't meditate. Until the next loop. Because he has to get Gabbro to teach him. No. What? Yeah. You have Do to go talk to Gabbro. A... I did talk to him again after this, too. He still didn't tell. You have to talk to him, not not just about anything. You have to talk to him about like how I, bored he is and like how do you I did. enjoy I this? thought I did. How do you deal with this? You and, missed the one where you're like, wow. where he says, Oh, I meditate. And you say, Oh, could you teach me how to meditate? Oh my gosh. It's like, yeah, sure. In my head, and this is me as a somewhat completionist, not a true one, but I essentially exhaust all dialogue branches in every game I play always. How did I miss this? So with me not knowing this, then I did this thing and I was like, oh man, I screwed it up. And so I was like, oh, look, a fire. And so I just jumped in it to kill myself. This is early on. This is before I ever fell asleep at a fire. I don't know wow. the underworld exists at this point. No. I jump in the yes, this is my first experience. Oh my I jump in the fire. I put my controller down being like, all right, I'm gonna get a little flashback and get back. And then I'm like, wait, what? Dude, Why am I alive wow. right now? Wow. And you described it to me, because this is super early on, as like the underground lake. Because the first place I did it was in the Iron Maiden. Okay. So yep. I awoke in the subterranean lake, which is the, like end, the end, end room of the wow. game. Wow. And you had no idea what to do there, because you didn't have any other powers or anything. Did you figure out to go to sleep there? What'd you do? Yeah. In that first time I extended it to No, that? the second time, did you take a lesson from that and be like, oh, I have to go to sleep in front of these fires? Or do you just keep dying no, every no. time you went to I fire? didn't learn that I can go sleep in the middle of fire oh. until I found the slide that says you can go <laughs> to sleep in the fire. Which you was just kept probably dying. five hours. Yes, every time. So the alarms never affected me. By the way, I got to tell you, as somebody who didn't do, have that experience, the one or two times I had to die and then try it, it was always like, oh no, I'm gonna get killed this time. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought that was just our part of the experience. Game. <laughs> is you just start over like two seconds earlier yeah. and it's fine. Yeah. It's I enjoyed really that aspect. Death, except yes. you didn't get it for your first few hours of no. doing this. I think what's fascinating. I think the fascinating part to me in in this and that it's not a linear game. I mean, I think a way to look at it is each of us had our last thing we learned, and that last thing we learned of these three skills really changed the way we did the game. Yes. My last thing that yeah. I learned was putting down the lantern and walking away and seeing the matrix thing. I literally learned that the, the one 22 minute cycle before I beat the game. So the entire game for like me, the most OP like yes. technique in the whole thing. Cause you can see yeah. the entire level and it, and it makes things so much less yeah. scary. Yeah. So my entire experience in this game, besides the last 22 minutes was this is the most terrifying game I've ever played <laughs> because I didn't know I could do that. I got caught by so many elks oh and God. I was just like, shaking and chills through my body yeah tell me about the first time you you met an elk oh yeah that's a good little story. it was in i mean it like like caught me or like i was following yeah. them oh, oh yeah, i like that there are two different times you so the low ones then when you're following them around the forest when or? i was following around the forest was the first time i saw a lantern in the forest distance yeah, 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 and i was like yeah no and i just like conceal my oh, okay. light and i just sit there and i'm like what am i supposed to do what am i supposed to do yeah and yeah. i tried to follow him and i got lost in the dark i think they Got caught it. me I, 
And because I only died, I had to restart the whole thing. I'd wake up back on on Heartland, fly back. You know. yeah. Did you did you jump? Did you scream? Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah, I had. I let a loud curse word chills through my body mm-hmm. regularly. Like yes. even when I knew they were going to catch yep. me, and I knew what it was like. It would just this be that chill through your scalp and through your spine. Oh, God. So many times. I put it down and was like, I can't play this game anymore. And mm. I walked away. I told Tyler you did that. And he's like, why? Because we were like five to ten hours behind you. And I was nowhere. Yeah. I mean, I hadn't like, even jumped into fire about yet. It? I don't You're get like, it. It's kind of creepy, I guess. Yeah, I guess the Elks are kind of creepy. You know, I don't know. Whatever. The pictures of the Elks are creepy and their world yeah. is desolate. I get it. But but uh, yeah. Wow. Oh, man. man. <sighs> All right, we got a lot of podcasts left. Anything else left on gameplay specifically want to discuss that won't come up later? Uh, I guess one cool thing that I discovered uh, in research is that in the dream world, the Alks, they not only crossed out the picture of the prisoner in the real world, but they also burned down his house in within the Jeez. virtual world. Oh. So like tried to erase, not really erase, but almost like make an example of to the other Alks. Like this is what happened if you cross us. Any more Alk culture stuff? Man, no, but I think I think it's just it, it, I'm still wrapping my head around kind of like building in that lore that like the Alks were present at the same time as the Nomai. Yeah, is interesting. Maybe, not necessarily. But we don't know how long it took the Nomai to get there. I guess. Fair. Well, before at least, if anything, I guess in a sense the prisoner they were, but they were in the VR for a lot of it. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 That's true. But they, but I date them in their world and their VR. Back to the beginning of all the know my stuff. Yeah, uh, they're still around then. Yeah, but there's only like seven or eight of them living in that VR world. They've been around for I think it was thirty thousand. No, I think it was like two hundred thousand years. Jeez. At one point, it said in Outer Wilds how long it's been. I think you said like four hundred eighty thousand years in your podcast. You okay. said and I was, and I, and, I, and I missed that, and I was like, wow, it was that long. Jeez. No, I, I think what you get is the uh, know my saying when the uh, sun will go supernova. Got it. Oh, okay, okay. Um, what's the drink? What's the song? All right, so my drink. Yeah, I don't know if I've, I've adequately conveyed how much I hate horror games. Oh, like I really thought I might not be able to finish this one, or might have to play it like during the day. Like I really hate them. So my drink, I chose something that I wouldn't think I would like, and I ended up loving. It's uh, Country Boy Brewing's Jalapeno Smoked Porter, and this is a brewery in Lexington, Kentucky. I used to live two blocks from it. And it was actually some uh, acquaintances of mine at the homebrew club. And they were always doing really good at the homebrew club. And then they just opened up a bar. And all of their beers were Star Wars themed. Ooh. So they had a a, uh, a spiced something that was called the Kessel Run. Yes. Because Kessel has spice mines. Get it? Nice. Uh, yeah. All that kind of stuff. It was great. Anyway, so they, they've continued on. They've gotten even bigger. But one of the first beers I had there was the, the Jalapeno Smoked Porter, which those words like scare me. That is not a combo that I want. Yeah. But it's so good. It toasts so well, and it feels so warm. And that's like this game. You're running away from it, and you actually enjoy it. Oh, great. Yeah. Yes, please. Yeah. Well, well, Tyler, uh, what's your drink? My drink. Now, I wasn't on the original Outer Wilds podcast, so I'm going to go ahead and take the liberty to say what So my... you owe two drinks and two songs. Exactly. Oh, nice. Kind of. All on the drinks list. My yeah. drink for the first one would be, and this is kind of a little basic, but a very good drink is just an old-fashioned. Oh, yeah. It is thoroughly enjoyable. This is and this is us. This is us re- referencing Outer Wilds non DLC. Oh gee, yeah. 
I want to sip on it. I want to savor it. I want to just explore like, what are these tastes? What are these planets, et cetera? It's got very sexual, very good. <laughs> now my drink for, <laughs> for echoes of the eye is my second old fashioned <laughs> where it's more of the same. This is oh, okay. Okay. It's more of the yeah. same at the beginning. It tastes just as good. I'm like, yes, yeah. this is delicious. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Yeah, yeah. Things could get a little scary to old fashions in. You know, I'm kind of feeling I'm a little tense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And maybe not tense. Depends maybe on how strong you make that second one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and you know, it seems to go a little bit faster. It still is just as long and as enjoyable, mm -hmm. but maybe it's like, a, oh, hey, that ended a little bit quicker. I must have just kind of followed that one down. So. Nice. Yeah, yeah, I like that. That's good. For Outer Wilds, the original I chose Ugudal, which is my favorite art ex expression of Ardbeg, my favorite scotch. And for this one, I would say it's close in the sense that it's the same universe. I still love the gameplay and the lore and all the craziness in that universe. But I went with Ardbeg Lord of the Isles, which is their 25-year-old Ardbeg out now. Uh, and apparently it's just to die for, which this game, literally. Ah. Uh, but basically it takes Ugadol and just like cranks everything up, cranks the intensity up. Everything except for the thing I love most, which is the smoke. And it's... Probably, it's it's definitely not as smoky. It's not going to be as sharp as the normal Ardbeg or the Ugadol, but it's a little more refined, right? It's a little bit more. I think uh, Alex Beecham described Echoes of the Eye as deeper, but not as wide. And that's kind of how I would describe yeah. these, right? You're going to yeah, get a lot yeah. of that more refined, classic taste, a lot of the more like sweet notes and more complex flavors from a 25-year-old scotch. But I like just the 10 or the Ugadol, which isn't even like an aged whiskey, and you just get like all the like sharpness of the smoke and the heat. But after spending over a thousand dollars on a bottle of scotch, I think it would probably no matter how it tasted, would probably leave you a little disappointed. And that not at all would describe the taste, right? But it's just like it's a thousand dollars you just lost on these 750 mil or whatever it is, uh, especially compared to just how great that classic Ardbeg flavor is for the price, too. So uh, and then my song, originally for, why can I never remember the name of it, Outer Wilds. I went with Intergalactic by Beastie Boys for a lot of just like thematic reasons and just because I love it. Uh, but for this, I went with Bury a Friend off of Billie Eilish's album, When We Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go? Which wow. I actually picked the song before I realized that was the name of the album, uh, which fits even better, I think, than the song does. But the lyrics for that, the chorus are, what do you want from me? Why do you run from me? What are you wondering? What do you know? Why aren't you scared of me? Why do you care for me? When we all fall asleep, where do we go? Which is just line for line perfect for Echoes of the Eye. What do you want from me? Why don't you run from me? What are you wondering? What do you know? Why aren't you scared of me? Why do you care for me? When we all fall asleep, where do we go? Uh, Tyler, what's your song? Okay, so my song, I, I felt bad about kind of bending the, the rules a little bit here, but, yeah. but I'm going to run with it. With Is this the a song that you wrote on the way here? <laughs> it's the song I wrote <laughs> on the way here. The music, you expanded beer to, to song. I'm going to expand Beer song, to drinks. Sorry, beer yeah, to yeah. drinks. I'm yeah, going to yeah. expand song to music. Love it. And the music I chose is an entire album. Okay. Bon Iver, 22 A Million. I don't know if I know this album. It's, I know a couple I think songs, but two albums back for him came out okay. in 2018. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah, guess yeah, somewhere yeah. around there, maybe 17. Uh, it's kind. I wouldn't say it's a concept album because Bonavera is kind of concepty in in and of As himself. An artist. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that's true. But but kind of where it gets to me is 
The entire album kind of starts out rough. Each song is is strange. It has strange noises. It almost seems scary. It's not horror sounding, but it is just it is strange. You're trying to put this all together. And in probably three songs until the end of the album, it comes together and is it kind of just hits and is beautiful. And it kind of things just coming together as it does in this this um, game. And that song is like eight circle. It's called there's kind of these strange names throughout it. Yeah, but it's beautiful and fantastic. And I was listening to this trying to link up to say, yeah, yeah, this is what I want. And the following song while I was driving to your house to make this recording has a repeated refrain in the song talking about a fire. And it starts out, well, I've been carved in the fire well, I've been caught in the fire. And that's kind of the regular. I mean, it's fire, fire, fire. As the song goes, I was like, oh, my gosh. And then I realized, oh, similar to you, the name of the album, 22, a million, 22 minute loops. Wow, dude. I've been caught in fire. I stayed down the other night I've been caught in the fire I stayed down And then I thought for a second, did Bon Iver play Outer Wilds and he wrote this album based Is on it? Bon Iver, Alex Beecho? <laughs> oh my God. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So. RJ, what's your song? Uh, my song is the next episode. I don't feel like I need to explain any more than that. We'll just do it next month, I guess, then? Yeah, <laughs> it's fun. Get it? We got puns. We're dads. It was uh, it was in the Super Bowl, and because we're dads, yeah. the Super Bowl had music that we like. It did. Very old now. It did. Go us. Go team old. None of that JoJo Siwa crap. I don't know. She seems nice. Was there? Did you want to talk about how the song relates to Echoes of the Idol? No, I thought it was pretty clear. I thought it was pretty straightforward. Um, it's the next episode. It is foretold. It fits so perfectly with the original. Uh, yeah. G thing, um, and right. all that chronic um but yeah all right man uh thank you so much for being here in person and doing drinks and songs and the whole gameplay and holding my hand through the scary elk times oh it was a pleasure <laughs> and thank you for walking through with me introducing me into outer wilds oh, yeah, dude. into that entire world you had a lot of hype giving it to me it held up yeah. and this dlc held up tough to say hey this is one of my favorite games of all time go play it for it to hold up and yes. it does man this yes. game's amazing. i'm sorry i can't uh, stay with you guys for the developer spotlight yep. but i'm excited to hear what you guys have to say about that no worries yeah jason and i both played an awesome game which we'll talk about next love it uh and then hopefully we'll have you on soon for another star wars game i'm in for that so i know we're only there's two some rumors. episodes into 2022 but there's new star wars games every year so i'm sure yeah. we'll, we'll get there sweet all right <laughs> see you later bye tyler Recommendation station to get good ideas on what to watch or listen to. All right. Uh, so my first one is Horizon Forbidden West. Uh, yes. I've, had, I've had some ups and downs on this. I started out a little bit cold. Yeah. Mainly because it's been five years since I played the original, and I kind of forgot who everyone was. Fair. And most of the first hour is like, "Hey, remember this guy? Right. Hey, remember her? Remember, hey, remember him?" And I'm like, "No, I do. No. Not. I absolutely <laughs> no. do not." I've never seen these people before. And they gave Varl a beard, right? So who's that guy now? Who knows? Yeah. So an hour later, these people have like come back to me and are a more integral part of the story. I actually thought they worked them in better this time. I won't spoil too much, but I like it. I like it a lot. Um, If it feels like more of the same, because that was a lot of the review that I heard, it is not. Oh, cool. If it feels like it doesn't fit with the story originally, like it's like, well, the story was kind of complete. That was the other critique I'd heard. Like, kind of a self-contained story. I don't see where you really need to go from there. 
No, no, it it not only continues it, but the seeds of it were oh, yeah. dropped in the original. Yeah. Especially to the extent that, and Ben, you don't know this yet because you're not 10 to 15 hours in. Oh, I'm an hour in. Yeah. There is someone, remember how we, we said with Outer Wilds, there was a Reddit post where somebody was like, hey, I data mined and found all this stuff. Yeah, yeah, about yeah. About the X There's somebody who five years ago in Horizon Forbidden, or Horizon Zero Dawn, didn't data mine. But just said, hey, there was this one log that said this thing. Which is like a million logs. Wouldn't it be interesting if that thing was a lie? What? Because like, I could see why this person would lie. Like, this person is a liar. Wouldn't it be interesting if that wasn't true? Wow. And and it is interesting. It is interesting if that's not true. That's cool. So yeah, it, they, they bury it well. It's in there. I'm excited. I just got to San Francisco. Things are looking up. Nice. I'm all the way out west. I'm as far west as you Forbidden. Can. It's forbidden. And yet I'm yeah. there. Yep. Uh, the second thing I want to recommend is an album, uh, Twin Sons by Twin hey! Sons. Um, Thank you so much. It's good. It's real good. Did I, I, I just got scared. Did I recommend this last time? I think we said it was coming out and that's it's all we really said. Good. I don't think you'd listen to it at that point. It's really good. Um, and I've already heard uh, stuff off their next album, their next DP. Uh, oh, yeah. Made with a watch that I gave Ben 20 years ago. Yeah. So get psyched. I don't know if that'll make that'll make something. Uh, it might be like a B side or something. But I'll, I'll tell you what it made. My day. Oh shucks. There you go. There you go. Meanwhile, Nick's over in like Bandon Dunes having like the the golf score of his life today in like freezing winds. But you know, I'm here making music, working hard, doing the real work, the Lord's work. Boom. Now, what do you have to recommend to us? Oh, dude, I've been going through a bunch of shows towards the end of 2021. Finally made a I think it started with the sports podcast with you and Brent talking about Dave. And I was like, what the hell is Dave? And I realized it's the thing with the anteater or anteater. They're like the like main imagery for Dave is it's like him with an anteater. I think it has to do with the ants in his apartment in season two. Okay, you finished season two. Remember, I haven't still. Oh, I think it has to do with Rick Rubin's house. Yeah. I'm See, it's already been like a, two months since I've watched it. I need to go back. I've also, gone back and you, watched. You watched season two first. Okay, yes, I should say that. It was very much, oh, uh, what's that called? Um, media res. Media res. <laughs> it was very in media res. Yeah. Starting on season two, because I just hit play on Hulu, and I, I don't know what happened. I think it was like, check out season two. It's new, um, which came out like six months ago. But anyway. This is a lot to say that I watched season two first, loved it. I was so sad it was over. Then I realized, oh, wait, there's 10 more episodes in season one. It's a prequel. It's a prequel. So I got to watch 10. I did the whole season one. I loved it. And then I watched season two all over again. And man, I love it. I've seen a bunch of interviews and like I'm all in on the rapping and him as a comedian and all that. So Uh, speaking of prequels, if I could get in one more recommendation, we had a snow day a couple weeks ago. And yeah, if we get like an inch of snow, everything shuts down because yeah. Oh, yeah. we are not, we don't have any infrastructure around snow. There's no salt. There's no nothing. And everything is an overpass here. So you're just, you're just screwed. Anyway, kid stays home and I say, um, hey, I got an idea. Would you like to maybe see Star Wars? And she said, yeah, I, I think I'm ready to try out Star Wars. Is it too scary? I said, I don't think so. I think you can handle it. She's, she's six. And uh, we proceeded to watch uh, episodes four, five, then one, then six, seven, eight, nine and then she is all in she loved it i got her and her sister lightsabers i uh, i knighted them when they got love here it. it was great I love it and then we had another snow day last week and i said you ready to finally get into episodes two and three yes and like loved episode three she really loved episode three and it's it's tough it's actually better than i remembered but like emotionally it's a tough episode 
right? Lots of betrayal and death and sadness. And she's almost six. Yeah, yeah. Almost seven. No. Oh Turns seven. God. Next that means Talia, Talia's almost seven. Right? <laughs> oh my gosh. It's helpful that they're the same age when I know how old my own kids are. But they're not the same age because my my mine is like two years older than yours because mine was born first. And so right, I completely right. forget. Those I always months. think of my eldest as the same age as your eldest. Right. And then my next one as the yeah. same age as your next. Like yeah, they yeah. Just, But they didn't stack up that way at all. No. So I'm always wrong. Yeah. No, it's it's yeah, it's our wife's fault. Yeah. Yes. If I've we had them birthed well. them, there'd be a logic to all of them. Thank you. That's what I've been saying. <laughs> That's a different podcast. Uh, all right. So, yeah, my recommendation is Star Wars is great and it's fun to watch with a kid and to just watch, see it again through new eyes. Yeah. That's and awesome. see her get excited. She's got so many questions and I've got enough answers. We have all of the answers. Well, that's the thing. I've got enough answers that she's frustrated when I don't know something. Oh, wow. Right. So she's like, wow, what's the deal with that red droid who like overheated? And I was like, oh, that's R2-D5. Uh, he's technically a Jedi and was he's, sacrificing himself to get the rebellion going. He's unmotivated. Yeah, he had a bad motivator. Bad motivator. Uh, he did not actually have a bad motivator. He was incredibly motivated. That was a lie, a ruse to get R2-D2. Oh, so you're just like mixing in like legends in there with canon Oh, yeah. Stuff. Oh, yeah. Wow. I'm just throwing it all in. Wow. And then she goes, hey, what happened when Luke was growing up? Like, what was Obi-Wan doing? And I was like, I don't know. I remember some stories. Give me two weeks and I'll let you know. Is it two weeks? I think it's like, Mar or maybe it's May. I thought it was May. I think it's, yeah, it's May. It's May. Okay, two months. But I told her it's out in a couple months. And she's like, oh man, I'm so excited. I can't wait. It's going to be out in a couple months. Wow. She's like talking it up. I said, hey, so finish this one. Uh, and it ends with the Death Star being constructed, right? That's one of the last scenes is them starting to put oh, it sure. together at the end of episode three. And I said, wouldn't it be cool if there was a movie about the Death Star being made and about how they stole the plans and gave it to Princess Leia. And Maddie's like eyes turned into saucers. And, and about like, how like it was kind of easy to blow that big spaceship up, huh? Well, makes it almost sense. almost seemed like it was intentional. Almost. Galen or so. <laughs> so uh, she's like, yeah, that would be cool. I was like, there is. And it came out when you were like a year old. Oh, Do yeah. you want to watch it? And she's like, absolutely. Can we watch it this weekend? I said, yes. Nice. So, do you want to see a, a movie about uh, Han Solo growing up? She says, yes, I do. Yeah. I was like, all right, we're doing it Too all. bad. Doesn't exist. Neck, no. Does, it's dead to me. <laughs> No, it was fun. I had, a, I had fun it. with it. Did you watch both of those this weekend? No, no. no. Oh, I'm okay. just saying Solo was fun. I, I like both of them. But did you watch Rogue One with your daughter? Not yet. That, Not that yet. was like an hour ago. That oh, was like okay. an hour ago. That she Dude, said, so. that's cool. God, the movie holds up so well. Yeah. I watched it a few months ago. It's so good. Oh, I'm psyched. I haven't seen it since theaters, I think. It's so good, man. All right. Uh, back to me. So, yeah, knocking off a bunch of shows that have just been on my list for years. Hannah, has, my wife, has gotten super into dollhouses and like rescuing American girl dolls and like fixing them up and then like selling them back to like, I don't know. I don't know what she's doing with them. We have a lot of American girl dolls that she's like fixing up. So while she's doing that every night, I'm like catching up on my old shows. The big one has been the expanse the last couple weeks. I'm already on season five. Loving it. It's going great. I got gripes, but I got gripes about everything, you know, whatever. That's what I do. Let's see what else I've watched. Uh, Dave was the big one. Station 11. I don't know if we talked about that on the pod a month ago. Oh, I still haven't seen it. I loved it. I passed it on to Jorge. He loved it. We've talked hours about it. Dom, I keep bothering him about it. Uh, he, I don't think he started it yet. So I'm trying to get people on it. It's it's a post-apocalyptic show where people die because of a disease, which is like, oh, cool. That's like the last thing I would ever want to watch right now. I think it does it well. Andy Greenwald of The Ringer described it well when he said something to the essence. The thing, the thing that hooked me was you feel like the writer and director weave the story in a way where you always feel like you're in good hands and that 
the creators are empathetic towards the main characters and they're not just trying to put them in harm's way to like, you know, yank the harm away at the last minute to be like, oh, that was crazy, huh? Like in a, um, what's the zombie show? Walking Dead. Yeah, like Walking Dead does, where it's just like, what's the new, like, this bad guy or like this almost death and like this main character dies. And it's not just kind of like doing this formulaic thing. It seems like it's really trying to weave a story and try to say something and trying to be relationship focused rather than plot focused. And it truly is just like a eight or ten episode arc that is like everything closes in a way that like I'm not like, oh, what happened in season two? Like, I can't wait to get the posters or the action figure. Like, it's very much just like, yeah, here's a little 10, 10 episode arc and most of the things close and it kind of tells a very rewarding emotional relationship story, which I really liked. And yeah, just, I, I loved it. Nice. I, I want to check that out. Uh, yeah, definitely check it out. And then Righteous Gemstones, of course. Yeah, I was going to ask you to do that. And then I got one more whenever you're done, but yeah. The After Party. And I think the next thing on my list is MacGruber. Okay. Because I love a good Will Forte. I've heard it's decent. I've heard it's decent. They just got picked up for season two, man. I mean, I love the movie. Wait, wait. I never saw the movie. That's what I thought we were talking about. They did a show? The movie came out 12 years ago. Yeah. So No, the movie I know. I didn't know they did a show. Yeah, yeah, they just did. Yeah. It's got all uh, Ryan Phillippe, uh, Will Forte, and uh, Kristen Wiig. Like, the main crew's back. Yeah. Ryan Phillippe from Way of the Gun? From Way of the Gun. Yeah, the same one. Thank you. Same guy. Thank you. No, that's actually, that was Ryan Phillippe. Oh, my bad. Yeah, back then. Yep. All right. One more thing. I also got my wife into Nier Automata. Yeah. And this has been kind of amazing because... It has camera Nier Automata is... Yeah. is definitely not the kind of game that is her style. It's somewhat advanced in what it asks of you. Yeah. Right? And so she's been playing Stardew Valley. She's been playing Rune Factory. We played 13 Sentinels together and she got... That's where the runes come from. Yeah. From the Rune Factory. Right. Uh, by the way, she's, she keeps checking to make sure Rune Factory 5 comes out in the US March 22nd. Like she is they change so that? excited. She's worried it'll get pushed back. Oh, okay. Right. She's been count. She's literally been counting down the days for over a year. Yeah. Uh, she is so psyched for it. Cause I got her rune factory four for her birthday last year and it became like one of her favorite games. Anyway. So she watched me play near replicant and loved it. Got really into the story. And then I told her about near automata and then it's a sequel. And she was like, wait, that game you played five years ago. That was a sequel to this. I had no interest in it before, but now I'm interested. You want to nice. play it again? I was like, I do not. And it will make sense when you play it. Why I do not want to. I liked it. It's one of my favorite games of all time. And she said, um, well, maybe I can play it then. I said, you absolutely could. Let's download it and go. And so she got into it. There's some ups and downs, some pauses. But uh, she really cranked through the last 10 hours or so in the last week. And it was fun to watch. Nice, um, dude. Yeah, it's been good. And Ben, you're never going to play this, right? No. Okay. Can I, you can cut this from the thing. Okay. Can I spoil it completely for you and tell you why it's the greatest gaming thing that you've never experienced? Sure. All right. Imagine if there is, right, that kind of vibe, mm. but it did it to you after beating, like it just started like uh, deleting the concept of, and breaking it down to like, like skeletons and things like that. And you enter it. That's cool. It's pretty wild. I don't want to tell you more than that, but like it goes, it goes hard in that last little bit. That's cool. I like that a lot. It's really good. I thought this was the game that I wasn't supposed to play. I was supposed to play something else first. Near Replicant. But I'm supposed, can I play Near Auto? Near yeah, Auto I did it that way. Okay. Yeah. It was a great way to get into it. I knew nothing about Near Replicant and was like, I don't care that evidently this character from Near Replicant has something to do with the story, but it's literally right. 8,000 years after Near Replicant. Oh, wow. 
Oh, and I um, they just released a big patch for Cyberpunk. Uh, Cyberpunk yeah. twenty seventy seven. So I downloaded that on the PS five. I was like, oh, at last I played the original game. I put like eighty hours into it. I think on Xbox One. So I was like, oh, I'll download this the the demo on this one just to see like if it's that much better. If it's totally different game, then I might even try to play it again in a year or two. Uh, and I booted it up, and like slightly looks better. Like maybe yeah. it's definitely one of those things that's like. Watching a movie on a like a thirty inch or a seventy inch, like yeah, it'll probably be better on the seventy inch, like four K UHD, whatever. But like, it's the same game. <laughs> it's not going to make yep. it more enjoyable. It's just going to look prettier. So yeah, I'm good. Nice, especially because I like grinded ground. I ground so hard. What? I grinded so much at the end of my first playthrough. Like the last fifteen to twenty hours, probably maybe more. Or just so I could get the secret ending and like get like super OP with a specific weapon and build that like the thought of having to do that again. I was like, no, nah, I'm good. I, I, no. I did it. Next game. Yep. I have so many games on my list too. So yep. Horizon uh, Zero Dawn plus one Forbidden West. Horizon One Dawn. There it is. Is what I got next. So all right. Um, Death Spotlight. Let's do it. All right. Uh, this month we are spotlighting CC Zhang a non-binary narrative designer and journalist uh, who is known for covering themes of queerness and orientalism. And this month specifically, that we the game that Jason and I both started to play, uh, and it's only like a two or three hour game, 10 bucks, and I think it's like pay what you want type of game, but it's totally text-based. That's actually not true. It, it advertises itself <laughs> as a text-based game uh, tw- built entirely in Twine. It's called Lion Killer, all one word. Came out in 2019. Uh, and you basically go to the website and it just down you pay what you want and then it gives you an HTML HTML file from uh, itch.io. I'm so excited to teach this game in class. Oh yeah, um, oh, sweet. I, I teach the gender and sexuality uh, in video games class, and I we use Twine. Yeah. that's our development tool. Yeah. So like the students can look at this. Not only that, but when you buy it, they give you the file. Like you can just open it up in Twine. Like in a second, bed, I'm just going to show you the file in Twine, and you can see the code for this game. But one other thing, the that's mark cool. of a good game. On the store page, it says gameplay tip. There's more queer content if you choose to eat lunch in the store. That's cool. That's helpful. It, just to give you an, an overview of it, it's it takes the Mulan story that uh, Disney kind of made famous in the West, at least. Uh, it takes the same historical source material inspired that inspired that and takes that character and kind of goes through and gives and tells a, a different version of that same story. Uh, but it explores themes of nationalism, queer bodies, language, and war, all with just like a very compelling story. Like and, and main character and 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 like setting and everything. Yeah, I just was immediately uh, kind of fell in love with just playing the game. It's just really uh, like well written. Yeah, it it seemed really good. Just from I only played for five ten minutes. Uh, by the way, five ten minutes is usually kind of lengthy for a twine game. Uh, at oh, least wow. what I'm used to with my students turning in. Yeah. So you know, two hour. You said it's only an hour or two. It's like that's a lot because yeah, it's asking you to keep a browser window open. It's asking you to engage. But it that's, does have that's kind of the length of like a real good twine game. The, the yeah, yeah, yeah. that people sell yeah. and things like that. It does have save states, uh, and it also does have graphics occasionally. Yeah. More than just, like, ASCII graphics. They are beautiful, like, vectory. I don't even know. Pixelated is what the, is the yeah. right word, probably. Just, like, classic, like, 16-bit pixelated art of, like, flowers and plates of food and things like that that just kind of, like, draw the picture of the setting. Uh, so, yeah. Check out Lion Killer. Uh, really fun game. And what are we playing next month? We just found out from Corey, like, an hour before recording this. We will be playing... Hollow Knight. I'm so psyched. I've needed to play this for so long. It's been on my list. And here we are. 
I just got it on sale for like seven bucks this week. So nice. it's downloading nice. as we speak. I'm excited to play it. And the, the sequel is coming someday. And I believe Ooh. that there's a lot of rumors that the day that they kind of announce the release date for the sequel will probably be its release date. Like they will push it. They will not say anything. They'll just keep, you know, saying like, yeah, it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's called Silk Song. Mm. And nice. then suddenly it will just be like, well, here it is. Dude. Download it now. I'm excited to learn more about the development. That's cool. Uh, I will say in uh, in looking for the game and how to buy it and stuff, I was, I was like, oh, is it on Game Pass? You know, you're looking at Sony, you're looking at Microsoft, you're looking at Nintendo, like which consoles or should I get it on my computer, Steam or whatever. A lot of places sell the, I can't remember the name of the edition, a bunch of the different DLC, different editions. And from what I could tell in my Redditing and my research, the the Nintendo, ver- the, um, the Switch version all of the DLC is packaged in the original price. So just buy it and it's nice. all a part of that. But if you're buying it for Xbox or PlayStation or maybe even Steam or whatever else it comes in, it'll sell you that other version as well. I don't know how that works as far as like if you need to buy multiple versions. I think it's just saying like you're buying the, the latest version. Yeah. Um, but just a heads up, it doesn't say that for Switch because it's all included automatically. Get psyched for at least one of us to not finish it. I'm putting it out there now. Really? I, I It's fairly intense difficulty-wise. So we'll wow. see how things go for the three of us. Oh, dude. I'm excited. You know what I keep thinking about? What? What, Dad? It's insane that we all played and finished Spirit Fair. Yes. Like, I know yeah. Hades probably beats it if you're talking about, like, the three of our times added up. Uh, I don't I don't know if I spent 80 hours on Spirit Fair, but I definitely spent more time doing the same things in Hades. Right. Spirit Fair, and maybe Spirit Fair, too, right? You're doing the same kind of stuff, but it just seemed like... That game was so freaking complex and imaginative and original. And man, I miss that game. I think we do this every few months. We're like, oh, can we just play Spirit Fair again? Spirit Fair, always. Uh, I will say, from what I've heard about Hollow Knight, it's up there with Spirit Fair wow. and Hades, the way people talk about it. Okay. Right? So so it, it will be difficult. There will be times where you're like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm frustrated. I'm angry. I'm in. Stick with it. Right. Get, get through it. Um, you'll figure it out. Take a break if you need to. But like, I think you're going to hit something that you're going to really enjoy. And again, I haven't gotten very far. I played for like an hour or two, three years ago. Oh, yeah, I'm excited. So two things. I think you had it when you bought me my Switch a couple years ago. And I was like, how's Hollow Knight? Because I'd heard a hubbub about it. And you're like, "Eh, it's okay. Yep. And that was it. I was like, all right, I guess I won't buy that game then. Yep. (laughs) And you just had it the whole time. It was tough. It was really difficult. And I got scared and I stopped playing. Oh, I'm excited. Uh, Two things. One is, speaking of um, Spirit Fair, you keep bringing it up, Jason. I know, sorry. Is that they just came out with another edition uh, in the past few months, and I think it's called like the final DLC or the final something, which I haven't played any of the DLC. So I might jump into that before I jump into Hollow Knight. Second, not that Nintendo needs more of our money, but we did Hades on Switch and we're doing Hollow Knight on Switch. Now that we moved our our TV, we had like a TV room that we just moved to be one of the kids' rooms now. So we moved our TV into the living room. First time we've had a TV in the living room, and it's so so convenient to play a game on switch because otherwise I'm like coordinating with my kids when they're not watching whatever or with my wife after the kids go to bed who can use the TV and whatever usually not a big deal but it's just this like extra little like 10% of convenience to be like oh I'll just sit on the couch and play switch or be in my bed and play switch or be wherever it's just like on a road trip it's insane how like overlooked that is as a thing when it's like oh it's just one of the other consoles be like no no it's just like a game boy that can do all of the things that the other ones can do. And maybe it's not 4K, UHD, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But like I said, I don't really care about that anyway. So Hades and Diablo 3 were the two Switch games that came out or that I bought uh, during holidays when my in-laws were visiting. 
Yeah. When it was like, well, the kids are taken care of. In-laws are here. Everybody's hanging out. I do not want to engage with conversation with. And you're not right going to play that on the right in like the living room where like 15 people around or whatever. Yeah. Right. So yeah. just I'll go find a corner and I'll play Diablo three and I'll uh, I'll play it for 80 hours while they're here. It'll be fantastic. Yeah. In the in like 20 minute increments here and there. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, OK, maybe I'll that'll be with some of my homework is to finish some of the DLC for Spirit Fair this week and then jump into Hollow Knight on. Oh, nice. That. So do that it's been there. All the DLC has been sitting there for months and I haven't touched it. So, all right. I think that's it. Uh, thank you again to all of our uh, Patreon supporters, all of our Brents, all of our Tylers. Thank you so much, Tyler, for coming on the podcast again. Excited to have him on again and do another Star Wars game uh, someday. Uh, and then we have Hollow Knight. And then after that, our favorite Patreon supporter, David Botluck himself, Sir David Botluck, will be joining us on the pod. Uh, I don't know if we finalized the game. It's down to a couple games that we need to choose from. But he'll be on the podcast the month after that, our special guest, uh, picking a game. So thanks again for the support. And if you, you could, you know, if you want to just check out our Patreon, you can support us for as little as a dollar a month. We'd appreciate it. It would really help what we do here. Uh, or tell a friend, you know, either one. We'd really like that. Uh, people seem to enjoy our pod, the people that talk to us, and the people that don't like it, we never hear from. So. Or tell a friend to give us a buck a month. And then oh. you do two things in one. That's beautiful. If you can get beautiful. that done, I like that. Yeah, beautiful. do that. Beautiful. As always, thank you so much for listening. I have been Ben. I will be Jason. I am a mighty pirate. And the Alks were furious. Furious. God, I love that guy. All right, see you next time.